sound action camera <laughs> hi everybody today we have supriya pujari from pune she is an accredited life coach acc from icf that is international coach federation usa and nlp that is neuro linguistic programming master practitioner author of the book being me she has been honored as incredible woman of india 2018 by vr oneness foundation hyderabad for empowering and transforming women leaders and for being an inspiration for women supriya pujari has been honored as pride of maharashtra award entrepreneurship services for her contribution in social change through life coaching by the hands of chairman national commission of nomadic tribes new delhi supriya ji is also a coach for women leaders at collective impact partnership that is funded by bill and melinda gates foundation california usa thank you supriya ji for uh, agreeing to be a part of a podcast show a warm welcome to you so i'll you're welcome so i'll start with my first question uh, tell us something about yourself you have such great credentials uh, but i want to know uh, like what inspired you to choose this career this wonderful career that you have yeah if i answer that in uh, one line then it will be a series of failures and wrong decisions to summarize you know uh, because uh, i belong to a very small town of uh, southern maharashtra and i have born and brought up uh, there entire uh, my education is from a small town as well and then i have spent almost a decade in uh, human resources as a function then i have spent a decade uh, into human resources as a function and uh, i was everything was going well you know my hr career was good i was handling several countries for uh, hr analytics but then there was a personal event that hit me so hard that uh, i almost went into a clinical depression and uh, when i say clinical depression it is the clinical depression not like the teenagers and uh, millennials uh, say today uh, I, they you know typically how they operate today is if they are having a bad day they they are going through the depression you know? but that was the real one when i was clinically depressed and uh, i tried to talk to family and friends read a lot of books motivational videos none of it was working and there was a moment of realization that no matter how much you succeed in your uh, materialistic or uh, professional life if you're not able to handle your mind properly nothing uh, of uh, materialistic success is going to help you to move ahead and evolve as a person that was the moment i uh, underwent a life coaching sessions through my life coach and uh, that's where i realized the power of self transformation एक्सपीरियंसूने and uh, typically you have always worked in uh, renewable energy as an industry domain wonderful why i am asking is because women because women in india in small town they do not have access to information to these uh, courses like you know uh, life coaching how to become uh, a creative life coach that is why i was curious like who told you about absolutely about 
you are very right because uh, that was the movement that's what i'm telling you when i had the clinical depression the only thing i was going through is something is terribly wrong with me and uh, i cannot move forward the only thing i need to do is do not tell everyone not to talk about it and just sit at home and sulk about it and uh, it's very wrong to discuss everything outside you know that was the uh, moral uh, i would say or the society demands at that particular time because that happened in early 20s you know i was in a very uh, i would say early age uh, when i was going through this phase that's the reason when i was in pune thanks to my hr colleagues and my mentors over there they referred me to a life coach and then my journey of self transformation and self realization started so i have a, i have a curious question here you have your hr colleagues when you yourself were curious about life coaching did you not think about going to a shrink to a counselor to a life coach yourself before starting to learn about it uh, so i did that okay. uh, i first i went to a counselor uh, not a counselor maybe i i think she was a psychiatrist but uh, the moment i was prescribed the medication that actually thanks to your question actually the moment i was prescribed the medication there was a first instinct that said that no something is wrong i understand i you are going through a tough phase but i'm not sure how much medication is going to help uh, in this you know that's the reason uh, i shifted to something conversational being into hr we have access to a lot of facilitation uh, workshops right and a lot of uh, trainings per se and then i underwent so couple of uh, self transformation workshops but again as i said it was not helping me to come out of that because everyone operate on different island and no one fix you know uh, helps everyone it's like there is no generic medicine for that because for for me my problem was bigger than everyone else that's how we typically operate isn't it so that's the reason one led to another and i arrived at a life coach i think that's the last stop where i realized the power of self transformation understanding how human mind works and that's where i was introduced to this wonderful area of nlp that is neuro linguistics and that's how my journey began okay okay and when you rightly said about women uh, i don't know if it is a coincidence or i am attracting uh, clients that way but majority of them are women uh, one is probably because uh, globally if you see the global average women are undergoing a little bit more stress life than the men men also go through it but i think uh, so, so societal and global change has not reached to that level where each and every woman is absolutely clear about and they choose the life you know it takes a series of process to go through before they start doing and living the life on their own terms i think i think you are very lucky supriya ji that you got the support of your colleagues and friends when you were depressed because i uh, know that in india especially in small town if you are unhappy or sad people generally don't give you a lot of emotional support they will sometimes point out to you also that probably it was your own mistake and still going to a psychiatrist or going to a counselor has a little bit of social stigma attached to it did you face that also what is your opinion about this i i faced little bit uh, in the society uh, but i'm thankful for my parents uh, because they were uh, besides me behind me always and uh, in fact whatever i have got during this journey that became an anchor to realize that many women outside are not having access to this kind of support you know they are meant to keep quiet 
and uh, and as you rightly said yes i have uh, a kind of uh, enforced some of the uh, social norms in terms of uh, you are not supposed to do a b c and x y z you know so there were rules let down and uh, typically every woman goes through it at least once in her life yes. where she realizes and understands that enough is enough you know uh, if if i'm not dead yet i think i need to do something about it that's the peak that we reach and trust me uh, in that phase i have also thought of ending my life altogether and right mm-hmm. now i can say it up front because it's important it's important to share that uh, yes i have gone through it and if i can go through it anyone can go through it i'm like an ordinary woman today so but that's what not that was not the end you know So, so I think speaking up is uh, what from your what you are telling me. It I am uh, learning that it is important to speak up if you're not feeling happy, if something is bothering you. You should not feel shy and admit that yes, something is wrong in my life. I need help, emotional help. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yes, yes, perfectly. Because what we do is so suppose tomorrow, or God forbid, but if someone hits with. some traumatic or unpleasant event in their lives first they do is they talk to people uh, they known people maybe best friends they operate from their belief system and they keep on uh, sharing their point of view so if you are lucky you can get good advice but if you are not you will be you know pushed into more traumatic events in terms of ye aise kaise ho gaya aisa nahi hona chahiye tha so there are two kinds of people who sympathize and who gives you solutions and somebody who will blame you also i have the third type of people also i meet supriya ji who will blame you that you are a woman you should have more bandwidth to uh, to you know uh, have this emotional strength you should try to adjust compromise you are a woman so historically i guess the certification of a great woman is based on the sacrifice and the number of tears she sheds in the dark i think so correct uh, you know, uh, yeah uh so once you go through that it's like a typical a uh, daily soap actress actress you know the more she cries and the more she plays the victim role the tr increases uh in real life also yes. if a, a woman a strong woman is often labeled as aggressive and not so good uh, to fit in the society as well so yes there will be blames on you in terms of uh, i think as a woman you need to sacrifice you need to understand you know you need to keep quiet and the most worst and the worst advice is be patient i understand being patient helps but not in the context if you are the only one who is suffering and there is absolute no help around what are you going to do by being patient for no reason you need to take action for yourself and the environment is simply not allowing you to take those actions mm-hmm. so so uh, one point we feel that yes something needs to be done but i guess that's the only self talk we have when we sleep and we wake up uh nobody is listening to that talk so i'll come to the uh, practical tips now like uh, you are so well accomplished in your field you are so uh, well educated in your field so can you uh, give some practical tips to our viewers that how to overcome the problem of overthinking over analyzing that leads to worry and stress and especially i'm talking with respect to uh, people who are working these days corona is going on people are so much stressed out working from home can you please give us some tips that i can use my viewers can use when uh, de stress yes uh, i think it's a most common uh, challenge that anyone goes through uh, let me ask you a question anuradha uh, 
what are the circumstances when we overthink overthinking is nothing but the self talk right so so if um, like i meet many it professional then they have to attend this meetings and sometimes there is an office bully or they have deadlines to meet i'm giving you two examples there can be other they are worried about losing their jobs whether i'll be able to perform or not from a corporate point of view from a, a emotional uh, point of view you can also say that uh, i wonder if i am going to be successful in my marriage this is a loose broadly broad problems absolutely thank you anuradha i think you have uh, given the solutions in your answers as well uh, we'll take this answer in two parts one is uh, why this happens you know why overthinking happens and what is overthinking altogether and second part we'll cover about uh, you know how to deal with overthinking first of all overthinking is nothing but a constant self talk you have with yourself it means that you are constantly creating another identity within you to talk to it's most of the times it's on our, it's on our head right that whether i should do this do do that or not and rightly uh, you said that in terms of worry i think human mind is a master of creating possibilities and most natural possibility to think of is the worst what worst is going to happen right then you can think of two aspects one is love and fear why do we overthink the source is either we do it from the fear of something fear of failure fear of not being right fear of not being perfect fear of not being accepted fear of not being judged these are all the fears that we operate in and second is love but love is also manifestation of fear sometimes that whether i will be loved whether i will be accepted you know whether i will be termed as a fit person that's what i said in my own journey that i have done that i have done that constant over overthinking that led me to some decisions that's the reason the possibility that we create are based on three timelines so if you see we have three timelines uh one is the past present and future so imagine that we have three timelines in our life and i am in the present right now but the possibilities that i create are either based on my past experiences or my future worries isn't it so physically also if you see there is no place existential or worry or stress or overthinking in present as a tense we need to identify the sources first one is what is exactly making me overthink what are the beliefs that i am carrying inside me what kind of past events and past experiences have triggered this kind of thinking in me first and from the future we need to understand we need to have the balance of being in the present moment as well as thinking about the future being in the present moment uh, it's very easy to say but uh, trust me another there is no person in this world who is 100% always in the present moment it's practically not possible unless you are a real spiritual guru you know and you have uh, spent decades into that we are a social uh, human being so we need to think constantly about our future and in a way that's how it drives us right we have something ahead of us to achieve we have something that gives us happiness that's the reason we are working towards some goal so there is no harm in thinking about future but you have a choice what you need to think of and how much you know because there are three circles right one circle is of thinking circle where your cognitive and analytical mind takes over second is your feeling 
everything related to emotions and third is action all three are synced and they are linked to each other so for example if you are constantly thinking and feeling about it but not taking action that leads to procrastination if you are acting first without putting the thinking and feeling around it it again led to regret and again the overthinking loop starts yeah, yeah. so yeah. the overthinking is the overthinking is stemmed from fear and love and the sources are in your past and future you need to identify that the purpose behind the overthinking now let's talk on to so get into solution mode how to get overthinking there is only one answer and that is clarity the because i am not clear i keep on building the possibilities aisa ho gaya to kya hoga aisa ho gaya to kya hoga what if i fail you know and today um, if you see the generation who is working from home are having a lot of social commitments in terms of family they are having a different stakeholders all they do is overthink about kind of proving themselves be it a corporate life be it a personal life we all do certain things to prove our existence to someone especially in case of working women and some category of males as well there is a lot of need of perfectionism to mujhe karna hai to ye sahi karna i want to do it right yeah i want to be perfect as if again as i said as if you are going to get a certificate of a perfect person we overthink because because we don't take actions and why we don't take actions is of course individually there will be different answers to that but typically it because either we do not accept the present in as is condition because either we compare it with the past either we compare it with the future or we compare it with someone else altogether or we assume we assume that my way is the only way yes so i think from i am understanding we have to um, do some change in our thinking to let go of this practice of over analyzing thing we should be more forgiving of ourselves to start with in order to relieve stress from what i have learned from you in the past 5 10 minutes uh thank you for your answer supriya ji i also want to know that um many times people talk about letting go ke usko jaane do but they are not able to actually jaane do let go so can you tell me or tell the viewers what are the easy things to do to let go of thoughts belief and people who are detrimental to your personal growth sure sure uh, so again a wonderful question agarwala because uh, everything we are discussing is linked to and one is leading to each other so letting go of thoughts and beliefs you know you tell me is it practically possible it is letting go of thoughts and beliefs is a commodity is your a belief system and the thoughts that you carry is is it a commodity kaise uthaya aur jaane diya aisa nahi hota Right. So imagine if we have a jar that represents our life. We have all kinds of thoughts and beliefs. So letting go, करने के लिए हमको वो उठा के फेंक देना है. But what about the vacuum that is created? Mm-hmm. We need to constantly correct, pour correct. something, right? Correct. Correct. So instead of letting go, the easiest way is to replace them. Perfect. Perfect. Very nice. Very nice. And again, the process of the process of overthinking takes over because the moment you start. and the moment you initiate the action of letting go all your mind chatter will come again because ye to main jaane de rahi hu but what if this happen what if that happen agar ye mujhe nahi mila to kyunki humko sab kuch chahiye humko humko perfect jeena hai na we we want to lead a perfect life in eyes of everyone 
be it at our professional colleague, be it our superiors, be it some authority figures at home, be it in our children these days. There is a constant struggle to be a perfect parent as well. I think there is an emotional vacuum in your mind and heart once you let go of something. Even if that is bad, you are used to that pain, you are used to that emotional you know, attachment. Yes, and it's going to be there, to be honest. Uh, human mind will not operate like a machine, like he delete kar di aur wo permanently shift delete ho gaya. Aisa nahi hota. The thoughts and beliefs are going to come. I, I think uh, the clarity and awareness of what kind of beliefs and thoughts I want inside me is 100% my choice. Okay. okay. You know, because my ability to respond to a situation is needs to be 100%. The first question is, what kind of thoughts and beliefs I want? And there is nothing like right beliefs and wrong beliefs. The only question you need to ask yourself is, if I want to let him go, what is it that I want to acquire instead? If, if, if any thought or belief, if any thought or belief is making you weak or dragging you backwards, or in, in very simple terms, if it is giving you some kind of unpleasant mental state, then it's very clear that we want to get rid of it. And if you want to let go and get rid of it, let's invite something which is worth keeping that inside, right? Okay. okay. The moment you want to let go of something, immediately find a positive or empowering belief for yourself. Let me tell you a small uh, case study that I have. Uh, we were dealing with some identity uh, issues with the woman and the, we were conducting the self-image exercise with her. So earlier, she gave me an image of a tissue paper. So I asked her, why are you using tissue paper as an image for yourself? Because she said that I think uh, I am very useful to others and anyone can uh, use me anywhere. That was the image that she was carrying inside her. But once we let go of those kind of beliefs because there were a lot of negative beliefs, uh, you know, weakening beliefs that were created. Mm. Once she shifted from the uh, weaker one to empowering one, she turned herself as a white peacock. I can dance on my own tunes. That was the most empowering belief that was replaced for her. Wonderful. So that's how the letting go circle works. All right. So, uh, can you tell us something about progressive thinking? I was reading it um, at your website that you promote this. W what is this progressive thinking? Okay, so Anuradha Ji, let's make it a little bit interactive. And uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, I, I believe and I assume that you are from Bangalore, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes correct. Yeah, and I am uh, a foodie person, and uh, to be honest, South Indian is my South Indian food is the my favorite ones. Okay. okay. Uh, but we'll take the same analogy and proceed. So imagine you are waiting in the restaurant, and uh, I come to you to take your order. You know, I'm the waiter there. Yes. Yes. And if I ask you, what would you like to have? And the way you are going to place the menu is, I do not want dosa, I do not want idli, I do not want medu vada. Okay. okay. What I'm going to do? As a waiter, what I'm going to ask you? You're going to ask, going to ask me what, what uh, do, you uh, do you want to eat to today? Eat today? If you, uh, it, a waiter usually asks me what do you want to have for lunch or dinner, depending on the time of the day, if I'm getting a correction uh, question correctly. So I'll tell that person that, okay, I want to have uh, chola bhatura, 
because I'm basically from no- North India. Oh, I'm going to say I'm going to have, you know, ice cream. But the way the but the way you are um, answering the order is something that you don't want in terms of okay. I don't want filter coffee. I don't want ice cream. The waiter is going okay. to get confused, isn't it? All right. Okay. The immediate okay. reaction. The immediate reaction is going to be what do you I want understand you what you don't mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. Okay. What All right. Want now I understand. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got yeah? it. Yes. Yes. So imagine that I, as a waiter, is your mind. And since you are operating from what you don't want, so for uh, so the opposite is regressive thinking. I do not want okay. confusion. I do not want stress. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I do not want to worry. Yeah, I do not want to overeat. So this kind of examples are typically how we do the talk with ourselves. True. When you True. introduce the progressive thinking, yes. you simply yes. answer, "What do you want instead?" That's how you shift from a victim mode to solution mode. It's very easy to share what I don't want. I don't want to be viewed that way. I don't want to be perceived that way. I don't want to be the victim of politics at my organization. You know, I don't want to be bullied. I don't want to be dominated. So these are kind of examples people often, uh, you know, go through and they talk everything regressive. But one simple question of progressive thinking is what do you want instead? All right. So if I know what I want, I'll start working towards it. Agar mein chola patura khana hai, so I'll go and choose a probably North Indian uh, restaurant. So if I I want a good job, I'll start searching for it rather than complaining. From complaining mode, I come out to the solution mode. This, this is what solution. 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 Perfect. Yes. All right. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Very nice. So uh, my next question is, how do we say no to people? Like some people, especially women in India, they are used to saying yes because they have to maintain a good image. They want to have a certificate. And sometimes by keep on saying uh, yes, yes, they ultimately impact themselves, their lives. Is there any good way of saying no? And especially in organization when boss is saying uh, you're in a board meeting and you want to say no, 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 but because you are afraid of losing a job, you know, your salary is important to you. Can you give some tips to say no nicely? Yes. Uh, to be honest, uh, Anuradhaji, we say no twice. One, first no is inside our mind and second no is through our mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think the second one is a natural process if you are very clear inside. Mm-hmm. If you are very clear within. Okay. Okay. And there are only two questions. Why and how? Why? Why? You, need to have you need to have absolute clarity in terms of why do I want to say no? It doesn't matter if it is whether for a job opportunity or a promotion or a transfer or uh, a few people who are toxic or sucking your energy. You have full right to say no, but you need to be clear about the purpose behind it and you yourself need to be convinced first. Right. Because if in your mind you are saying maybe... And if you start the overthinking and then upfront you say no, you're actually operating on 50% confidence. Okay. okay. That's, that's one. And second is the belief of I am clear about why am I doing this and I can do it. Because saying no or saying yes are going to have some consequences and every choice will have a price to pay. So if you can anticipate that in advance, 
and evaluate them and be prepared for all kinds of consequences with the right kind of beliefs uh, that are going to empower you i think saying no is just a small activity the internal work inside our head needs a lot of churning i guess absolutely correct i have to convince myself first before i speak out very nice and believe in yourself as well okay fine so my next question is i only two more questions to go like um people realize that they have to change but they still resist change so i want to know why people resist change and how can they adapt to change easily change are so many like if i want to shift from pune to bangalore or i want to change my friends i want to change my home so uh, i am talking about from the experience that i meet so many people who know that they want to change but they'll just not move <laughs> yeah uh again as i said uh let's talk about why people resist change i think the assumptions play a very important role here uh because we assume that my way is the only way and we try to convince the world around mm-hmm. and the power of assumptions is so high that i cannot simply open myself for experimentation you know there are two kinds of of decisions one is we decide immediately based on our own assumptions and mental state and second is we experiment we evaluate and then take a decision around it so the people who resist change are the people who assume and they are so deep rooted in their belief system in terms of my way is the only way any change is going to harm me yeah and i may lose the power i think these are the three typical inherent uh, beliefs that drives us from resisting change the only thing is how to adapt the change in terms of again everywhere if you see anuradha ji my entire uh, discussion is uh, leading towards the purpose and the why question yeah yes. you need to also understand the why of it as well why do i am i resisting change and what can i do to adapt and what will happen if i change what will happen if i don't change Okay. So the second is the purpose behind it, and third is the clarity. You need to be absolutely aware about why change is important for me, and you need to let go and replace the old beliefs with the new one, because that's how you will evolve. No, so whoever resists change of any kind is going to become stagnant. It's like a river; the water needs to flow. Correct. this brings me uh, to uh, this one last uh, question that um, we all want to be emotionally strong so uh, it cannot happen overnight like that is there any any effective tools with you by which i can become emotionally strong so i can still learn to say no let go of my beliefs and you know change myself how to be emotionally strong in this chaotic world around us yes uh, so um being emotionally strong is the only way out in any kind of situation and uh, i would go back to the basics you know just like the schooling we were taught about abc of life let's start with abc of uh, being emotionally strong so the a stands for awareness and when i say awareness there are two kinds of awareness whatever is happening around me i call it as awareness today the covid has uh, changed the world in a drastic way and everything related to this is going is getting affected correct so that's that's the awareness piece yeah so whatever is happening around me be it covid be it its impact on industry be it the 
you know that uh, struggle with the china that we are facing so anything that is happening around me is called as awareness, awareness. but the bigger question is how it is impacting me as an individual person that is self awareness okay. so okay. when i say abc the first step of being emotionally strong is be absolutely aware about three things you are thinking you are feeling and your actions and have absolute clarity in terms of what am i doing it and why do i want to do it purpose drives passion so the more clear you are about your purpose of each and every thought each and every feeling you are good to go b that's that stands for beliefs we have already discussed about thoughts and beliefs so if you have an empowering belief with you and the belief of you are enough you are an emotionally strong person already because when things are going smoothly and when the things are going in your in, uh, in your way just the way you plan everything becomes beautiful isn't it and the beliefs are generated that yes i am right and i think this is the only be confident about myself but what happens when things do not go your way that's how your belief system starts with regressive thinking that i know only what going through it ye mere sath hona hi tha you know i am a big failure i cannot succeed i think i am not doing enough i need to be perfect so the belief system can change your life you just need to experience and develop the right beliefs and the third is clarity and when i say clarity so for for example if you want to start something of your own simply thinking something is not enough we need to have a crystal single thread clarity in your thinking process it's very easy to label our emotions even if you are having a small bad day you are going to label it as a depression why are we doing that let's be clear about what is exactly happening inside me am i just having a bad day is there really to term it as a depression altogether because this is the most frequent issues that teenagers are coming with you know parents are coming with that typically if my instagram followers are less i i become depressed you know if i'm not accepted on the social media then my life is failure so let's be clear about what's happening inside me what's happening outside me and get the abcs in place and the most important thing is progressive thinking as i said the amount of time and energy you are going to put in thinking and feeling of something that you don't want you need to be mindful of that the moment you shift your thinking to the progressive and solution oriented you are good to go and the last thing is please talk to right person seek professional help there is nothing wrong with it you know and it is a myth that you need to be in a clinical depression to seek help no today people connect with me for small decisions today people connect with me for very small issues in their life but that are going to have a deep impact if not addressed right now so it's not about what am i going to invest it's all about how much i can bear the cost in terms of my emotion and energy in terms of not doing uh, something about myself and seeking help about it wonderful very wonderful you have explained how to be emotionally strong uh supriyaji so we have come to the end of the questions i prepared for you if there's any story you want to share any message you want to give to my viewers the floor is all yours yeah. uh story is uh, i would say a story of an average human being you know let me just summarize all the stories because uh, 
I have posted more than four thousand clients now, so they, I I can talk I talk about a lot of stories about my client. But uh, I would summarize this and uh, I will share a story of a common man or a woman. I would say a common human being. We have born and brought up in a particular way, and we have collected all kinds of thoughts inside us by the power of observation when we were kids. and based on the environment and based on the experiences and the people we meet our belief system evolves but once you become at a certain age your challenges are going to change and then you are going to decide based on the past events and the collective wisdom of yours as well so the story revolves around a normal human being who has completed the circle of life but you have two choices whether to live that life or whether to survive you know if you want to live that life please make it worthwhile you know please make a a determination of conscious living when you are aware about all the abc's of your life and when you are okay to let go certain things and please let go of the certificate of a perfect human being and the story ends with if you want to lead a really i'm not going to use the word happy it's overrated but if you really want to live a fulfilled and a mindful life i think accepting yourself and loving yourself unconditionally with all the possible flaws society and anyone have ever given you please accept it and embrace it wholeheartedly and if you want to write your own story ensure that at least one person is inspired by your story the last message that i would like to give is your mind is a wonderful creator of possibilities also your mind is ready with all the answers that you need you just need to ask the right questions wow such a nice message i have learned so much from you supriya ji i am sure other people have done the same Thank you so much for your time today. It was a pleasure to meet you, to talk to you. It has been a privilege. Thank you so much for coming to our podcast show, and I hope to meet you again someday with more questions. Till then, have a nice time. Have a nice day ahead. Certainly, and I would like to thank you for giving me um, this opportunity so that we can interact. And I have seen your work. It's it's really wonderful that you are doing. And I'm very happy that we together are spreading this message of mental health and awareness across the people. and it's wonderful to meet you uh, in my journey thank you so much thank, thank you so much for nice to get all right bye, bye. bye.